2: Well, look at that brand new graphic there, all you watching on video. Wow! How fancy! And I'm out of focus again! Someday we'll remember this one. Oh no, it says it's on autofocus. Ah, whatever. We got a lot of news to get into today. It is Thursday on this program, and you know what that means. We got AEW Dynamite to talk about last night. Very, very exciting edition of Dynamite. And uh, on top of that, we've got, of course, the debuts of the. Uh, two big surprises, who were in fact the two big surprises that I predicted yesterday. We'll talk about those later. But uh, first, a couple of deaths to report. Uh, Super Munyeko passed away at 59 following a battle with health issues. He had been hospitalized in serious condition due to a lung issue from COVID-19. So for all of you that are decided this pandemic is over, it's not over for everybody. He was hospitalized, lung issue. They actually, he was out of the hospital. And on Monday's show, we had reported that he was recuperating. But then he took a turn for the worst and passed away. He wrestled in a clown gimmick, part of Los Trios Fantasia, with Super Raton and Super Pinocchio, doing a Pinocchio gimmick for kids. So, sad story there. And also passing away, I believe, also. Uh, As a result of COVID complications, Arturo Rivera, longtime announcer for Lucha Libre AAA, passed away at the age of 67. They confirmed the news on social media Wednesday, hospitalized due to multiple health problems. Family had recently requested blood donors. Uh, For those of you that watched, uh, well, for me, it was my glory period, watching Lucha every week triple a and cmll in the uh, early 2000s i mean he was one of the voices of uh commentary with dr alfonso morales so very sad story there as well if you have comments on any of those you can text us with your memories we'll get into all of the news with mike semper VV after the break lots to get into today back in a moment observer live
1: Water stains on the shower glass. Try rubbing some shaving cream on. Tyler's
3: cleaning crew knows every housekeeping trick in the book.
1: Handling timesheets now.
3: But they need a proper bookkeeper to keep finances tidy.
1: New equipment is a business expense, right?
3: Indeed can help them hire great people fast.
1: I need Indeed.
3: Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
4: The pandemics reminded us we live in a sea of airborne germs that can assault us with every breath. Your nose is the body's first line of defense by helping filter out allergens, bacteria, and viruses before they reach your lungs. But like any air filter, the more clogged up it gets, the less it works. So how do you clean your nose? I'm Martin Hoke, and I didn't invent nasal irrigation. The neti pot's been around thousands of years. But I did invent Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. Navage uses powered suction to flush out mucus and germs that cause congestion, or worse, can make you sick. Over 2 million people use Navaj to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Navaj has over 70,000 online reviews, averaging 4.7 stars, because it works and it's easy to use. Go to Navaj.com or find Navaj at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Now available with eucalyptus for a spa-like experience. Navaj. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean Nose, Healthy Life.
2: The price of your wireless bill feels good, really good, so good you got to try it. With Straight Talk, you can get our Silver
3: Unlimited plan for just 45 bucks a month. Now with unlimited high-speed data plus gigabytes hotspot data and no contract with Nationwide 5G on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot for your data when you can get unlimited for a whole lot less? Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart and Walmart.com.
2: 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at StraightTalk.com.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Looks like we got a bunch of Twitch homies here today because uh, YouTube ain't working. That's why it's always good. Make sure that you have a subscription to twitch.tv/slash F4W video in case things like that happen and YouTube is not working. But you know what's working is a lot of the things going on in, in AEW. Did you guys figure out who the two surprises were last night? You know what's funny is uh, we did a show yesterday, and I said, I don't know who they're going to be, but I'll tell you who I think they are. I think it's Keith Lee and Jay White. And uh, so I think it's Brian Rose. We've got a couple of guys that uh, they get clips of this show and they put it up on they put the clips up on YouTube and uh, man you you think my uh, actually the, the the YouTube comments are not as bad as my Twitter mentions but there's some there's some dumb people there and uh, a couple of people were like god Brian and Dave they they spoil all sorts of things from from WWE and they never spoil anything from AEW I was <laughs> like first off uh, the names I gave were the names that actually showed up on Wednesday night and uh, you want to know why we almost never spoil anything from AEW? I never know what's going on! I don't know if, like, everyone's required to sign NDEs or something like that, or maybe they're just like, you know, whatever. But I never know what's going on in advance in AEW. I-, I figured it was Jay White and Keith Lee, but I didn't know for sure. But I-, I told you what I knew, and that's who they ended up being. So the story of this is, on uh, Friday... I don't have his tweet in front of me, but Tony Khan made some comment about how uh, somebody was going to step through the forbidden door and they were going to sign a contract with AEW. And listen, I I don't really care much about the verbiage of forbidden door, but some people are really hung up on it. If he says the forbidden door, so... uh, Tony heard all of this criticism because people were expecting it to be someone from New Japan. Because New Japan has traditionally been what is considered the forbidden door. Because for a while, it was a forbidden door. There, was, there were uh, political issues between AEW and New Japan. And so that was the forbidden door. AEW guys weren't going to New Japan. New Japan wasn't going. They weren't working together. So Tanahashi did a, a promo. And he wanted to step through the forbidden door, he said, to go to AEW. Well, you know, kind of went all over the Internet, this forbidden door. And so, Tony, you know, I don't know if he trademarked it or whatever, but he's, he's using the forbidden door term. So, you know, he heard over the weekend, like, everyone expecting it to be Keith Lee, but Keith Lee wouldn't technically be the forbidden door. He's a free agent. So once he heard that this was what was being discussed with fans – he went to New Japan and he said, can I get Jay White? Because now people are expecting somebody from New Japan to uh, to show up. So all of this speculation, I've had this speculation about Jay White for like three weeks now. It was never the plan to like Sunday. Now, the reason I thought it was going to be Jay White was because if you guys watch New Japan Strong, not a show goes by where Jay White does not talk about going to AEW. So inevitably, he was going to be going to AEW. But what happened was he showed up and he helped beat up Roppongi Vice. And he's going to be on Rampage on Friday. No spoilers. In case you guys are, you know, who could possibly win the Young Bucks and Rapongi Vice? I actually don't know. I forgot. But, you know, if you want to know, we've got the spoilers up on the front page. But he's there. And then the big debut that signed a contract with AEW was, in fact, Keith Lee, who uh, absolutely just got over as the biggest superstar here on this show just by, you know, smashing poor Isaiah Cassidy, who, you know, the old saying he got frequent flyer miles. The very first spot was Keith Lee beeling this guy so high, I thought he was going to go over the post to the floor on the other side of the ring. It's the biggest beel you ever saw. Like, the that, it, it was off to the races from there. He, you know, did a couple of things, but mostly was just a gigantic monster. People went nuts for the guy. You know, he did a tweet today saying that he's got a, got a lot of work to do. He's got a, you know, the grind starts now. I think that's in reference to dropping a little bit of weight because he was absolutely gigantic. He looked like he was 360 pounds legit. And, uh, yeah, there you go. That's the story of Keith Lee. How did he get over, everybody? Working like a big man. But being able to be Keith Lee, unlike WWE that wanted a big man who wasn't Keith Lee. They wanted a bear cat. Call, I can't wait for BTE this week. What were your thoughts on these two stories, Mike?
5: Yeah, I don't watch BTE much, but do you think Adam Cole will uh, make an appearance with Keith Lee at any point to poke fun at that? You know, Maybe at the barber shop where Adam Cole considers about getting his hair cut. But, uh, yeah, those days are long gone for both of those guys, and Keith Lee certainly made an impact last night, whether he's – couple biscuits too heavy or not, whatever, I don't care. It didn't matter in that match at all. Sure, he was big. Sure, that's probably something he's got to work on, but whatever. It didn't matter last night because he was throwing Isaiah Cassidy around, who flew like a champ for him, and it was a very simple, dominant performance. I thought everything really went perfectly. I really did. I thought it was an excellent, everything about it was excellent. Keith Lee catching Marquandt on that Rana attempt. I mean, just everything I thought worked perfectly there on what was a a great night, with the exception of uh Jade and AQA, obviously that match went sideways oh, at Lord. some point. But you know, if you take that out of the mix, I thought it was a really good show. And, you know, some people will probably poke fun at the 20 minute open and say it compares to Raw. But the 20 minute open, you know, opening segment with the talk and the setting up the match for later, if you don't do it all the time It works. It's special. You know, even with WWE, it's just it became a staple of their programming, which I'm not a big fan of. I like it when they mix it up, but AEW usually starts off with a match and certainly not with a 20-minute talking segment. So I thought in this case with who was involved, the whole thing actually worked out great.
2: You know, I want to say something about Keith Lee that uh, when you first hear what I'm about to say, you may think it's very insulting, but honest to God, it's not. And the reason I bring up this comparison is because we literally – Two days ago, just did a toga party, and we watched WrestleMania 9. I watched that Bret Hart-Yokozuna match, and, bro, I loved that match. It was only eight minutes. But, you know, from when I was a, a kid, so to speak, I was in my teens, dude, I always thought Yokozuna was awesome. And Yokozuna, at the end, was not awesome. And so, you know, I think he sort of had a uh, a rep of, you know, not being that great. But I thought he was awesome. And that match with Bret Hart, like, he was just the best giant. And Bret Hart was, you know, he's Bret Hart. But, man, watch that Yokozuna-Bret Hart match to see how a big dude can just be a freaking monster. And uh, two days later, Keith Lee goes in there, and uh, he's big. Like, he's 350, 306 pounds. He's nowhere near as big as Yokozuna. But at that weight, like, this guy ain't going to be sprinting for, for eight minutes. He's got to pace himself. And just the way that Keith Lee worked that match, it was exactly like Yokozuna worked that match with Bret Hart. It's like you stand there and you're just enormous. And you do some massive power move and the other dude sells great for you. And you just stand there and you're just big. And every now and then you do something like super impressive. Like every now and then Yokozuna would whip out that, that freaking leg drop he'd just start sprinting and he'd jump in the air and he'd just crush this guy and the people would like be screaming like, Ah, he's got to be dead! I mean, the way that Keith Lee worked this match and the way that Yokozuna worked the match with Brett, I mean, it's the exact same thing. And I thought both of them were just great. Now, granted, Keith Lee is going to be a main eventer. He's going to have to work long matches and he's going to have to do more. And he'd be way better served at like 320 pounds, 315 pounds. And hopefully he can get there, but... For what he did with Isaiah Cassidy, I thought it was perfect.
5: And in a land where there's not a lot of giants, he can change his style a little bit and dial back on some of those things that I know Dave was, oh, man, what makes Keith Lee is the agility and this and that. He's in a place where he can he can afford to just be big. And, yeah, he does, I guess, whatever, have to drop some weight and whatever, whatever, that's fine. But because of where he's at, He does not have to rely on doing that as much anymore. Now, can he take that out of his repertoire and change it up? Do they want him to change it up? Does he want to change it up? I don't know, but I know he can, and this could be the opportunity to do some of that, take out some of those flying through the ropes and actually concentrate on big man moves.
2: Back in a moment, Observer Live.
6: If you're running an online business and you don't feel you're getting enough new customers every day, then I want you to claim a free copy of my new book right away. Inside this book, you'll find everything you need to get more new customers consistently using my proven and powerful E5 method. Hi, my name is Todd Brown, and for the past two decades, I've been showing entrepreneurs from complete beginners to millionaire business owners how to rapidly fill any business with new customers using a method called the E5 Customer Acquisition Protocol. I've just packaged it into a brand new book, and I'm going to send you a copy today, absolutely free. I promise this book will forever end any struggles you have getting new customers to buy from you daily. But hurry, only a limited number of free copies are available. Text the keyword E5METHOD1 to 63566. Text E5METHOD1 to 63566. One more time, text the keyword E5METHOD1 to 63566.
0: That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details.
3: If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. We'll do the uh, dynamite report here in a bit. We got a little bit of news. Yeah, this is a new show. It's supposed to be. So the other day. We were talking about the Olympics and ratings. And, uh, you know, the SmackDown rating was down against the Olympics. And Rampage was down against the Olympics. And Raw did 1.3 million viewers. It's all-time record-low viewership against the Olympics. And uh, only the second, by the way, lowest 18 to 49. So they actually did worse at one point in their normal time slot with no uh, competition. But... And they were on sci fi, obviously. So actually, they did a worse 18 to 49 on USA than they did on sci fi, which is pretty amazing. But the fact of the matter is, we knew this was going to happen. And honest to God, all things considered, you know, I thought the Rod number was actually all right. Like, I thought it was going to do much worse moving to sci fi, especially when I actually watched the show. And, uh, you know, Dave last night on Observer Radio noted that the. That first segment with Randy Orton and Riddle and Otis and and Chad Gable, which I thought was just awesome. I love that segment. 1.1 million viewers. Bro. So anyway, I uh, picked up after that. People started tuning in. A lot of, a lot of women and uh, 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 elderly folks, they couldn't find it initially. But the young men knew right where it was for some reason. Anyway. I don't like saying elderly because I'm pretty much there. But the point of all of this is I said don't worry about any of these numbers, the Olympics, competition, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But bro, this NXT number, oh my God. Dude, NXT on sci fi, which by the way, they did the limited commercial interruptions gimmick. Because that always works. Like, if you want to boost your number, do limited commercial interruptions. It works every time. Because there's anywhere from 20 to 30% of, of people that, that switch the channel whenever you go to commercial. That's a lot of people, dude. Like, if you have a million people watching, 300,000 turn off every time there's a commercial. Some of them come back. Maybe not all of them. But by eliminating the commercials, you're, you're artificially going to inflate the number. I mean, it's real, but it's a gimmick. So, they had limited commercial interruptions and a women's championship match on this show and two Dusty Classic matches. This show did 400,000 viewers and a 0.07 in 18 to 49. I mean, 18 to 49. Ring of Honor on Sinclair running reruns has probably beaten this number. I mean, MLW may be, be beating this number. Impact Wrestling almost surely going to beat this number. And this is that. I, I this is sci-fi. Like it's not the USA Network, but it's a network where Rob managed to get uh, 1.4 million viewers or something like that in the second hour. A golly holy smokes that's a horrible number and for whatever reason you know which i can't explain just because they like to make things hard on themselves they're not delaying this uh this big show the valentine's day show they're not delaying it a week they're gonna air it next week on sci-fi why even bother like they're gonna do day one unlike on, day two and day five and whatever every year. Like they don't care about that. But man, we gotta do this Valentine's Day show uh, the day after Valentine's Day. We can't wait a week. It's gotta be done, this vengeance day show. It doesn't even say Valentine's! So anyway, horrible number. Atrocious. Appalling. Horrific. So it matches the show then? No, the show was way better than that number. By a hundred. Really? I'm not a fan of the show always, but, I mean, the two Dusty Classic matches were good, and, you know, it was a bad finish for the women's match. I mean, there was no match as bad as the, the I don't want to say the Jade Cargill match with AQA, because, you know, I, I've I've talked about how green Jade is, but this was not her fault at all on dynamite do you hear me at all <laughs> how hard were mark sterling and uh bryce runs oh my god there? bryce Rimsberg! <laughs> god bless this guy he should have got paid double he's screaming spots at the top of his lungs and i had some people going why do you have to yell so loud and i was like he should have yelled louder because however loud he was yelling it wasn't working that match uh, my uh, goodness gracious we'll talk more about the uh the aw show after the uh, next break but I also want to mention thursday morning There was a hoax candidacy filing that led to speculation that uh, Tony Khan would be entering the political arena. Jacksonville Today reported on a statement of candidacy filed last September, claimed that Tony Khan, yes, that Tony Khan, would be running as a Democrat in the race to represent Florida's 4th Congressional District. The report was picked up by Pro Football Talk, NFL Networks, Ian Rappaport, and more. But it was soon pointed out, that Khan was not listed as an active candidate for Congress. Tony Khan tweeted, The fact-checking standard for pro football talk reporting is far lower than that of AEW's roving reporter Tony... Oh, what a horrible thing to say about Tony Schiavone. I'm definitely not running for Congress, Tony Khan said. This filing is faker than Eddie Gilbert's apology to Tommy Rich in 1984. PFT sources as trustworthy as MJF. So he's not running for office. Good job, TK Stack Money. I appreciate
5: that, Tommy Rich, uh, Eddie Govert. Did you call him
2: TK Stack Money? I did. He ain't going to be paying you, brother. I should know. Yeah, well, because all the money is
5: obviously going to you and Dave. Um, Just something to point out about the NXT rating, too. I mean, if you want to, Brandon Thurston, looking at the numbers, women... 18 to 34 down nearly 75% 7,000 women on average watched the show
2: 7,000 in the United States of America It's wild. It is absolutely wild and uh, you know they Bro, more people th- are going to listen to this show than women watching NXT 2.0 on Sci-Fi.
5: Dude, 400,000 people not aged 18 to 49 Three hundred and three thousand of those people and probably not many of them were, you know, between (laughs) zero and 17. So uh, it just a it is kind of wild to see it. But then again, I mean, on sci fi, I don't know what their average is. I mean, it's probably actually good. They'll spin this for sci fi somehow as it's actually been beneficial to them to have this on there. And maybe that's the case. But for NXT, I mean, these are terrible numbers. But I mean, even like the Valentine's Day show. So they're there to create content and that's what they're doing. And I mean that's it. I I just it's a it's a hard show to watch and I'm not surprised at all and we'll see if it rebounds back when it hits USA. I'm sure that it will, but like it feels like a four hundred thousand view show every single week. I mean, I'm I'm baffled that that many that six hundred thousand people usually watch this show. I mean sometimes more, sometimes seven hundred thousand. It's baffling to me. It, re- it really, really is. But if some people like it, that's their bag. Cool. It's just, it, it, it's not easy. It really is not easy to get through. And that's even with good things like the Creed's and, you know, Champa and Straw I mean, are. They, it's not like they don't
2: have anything there. It's just how to utilize it. The show is hit and miss for me. I mean, Vinny, Vinny got so mad last week, he actually literally took his headphones off and started banging his head on the wood desk. A- I was like... I had to make it abundantly clear I did not book that because the I don't show was not worth CTE. To deal many. with this don't lawsuit in a few years, but it ain't that bad. I mean, last week's show, last week's show was pretty bad, but I, I was fine with this week's show. There is an audience of people that grew up with WWE, That's it. and they want to watch WWE. And bro, let me tell you something. A lot of you are listening on the chat right now, YouTube is apparently back up. You guys watch wrestling all over the world. You watch AEW, New Japan, Stardom, Noah, whatever, Progress, whatever the, whatever you watch, bro. You watch all sorts of wrestling, so you watch NXT. And you're like, what is this trash? Okay, but if you grew up watching WWE, and you made it, you you made it through the early '90s, you know, God bless you, and uh, you enjoyed the Attitude Era, and then you know it fell off, and you've kept watching, and you've made it through to today. NXT is a fine show. That's it. If that's your jam, WWE style wrestling with with colors and uh, you know women that are still in the divas era and uh, big muscle men, you know this is this is right up your alley. So I understand. I don't like it half the time, but I get it. I understand why people watch this thing you're getting what you what you're expecting that's what you get with nxt 2.0 as a wwe fan pretty much what you're expecting so there you go can't wait to review it next week hope my dvr doesn't which by
5: the way again this is maybe it's an xfinity thing i'll be interested to see what the dvr numbers are going to be for raw because i had to manually set that that did not automatically change over but every time they've done something with nxt My DVR picks it up, so I have no idea why that was the case. But I'll say this
2: too about the maybe you don't have sci-fi anymore.
5: No, definitely have sci-fi. Believe me, it's uh, because that recorded just fine last night for NXT, but Raw didn't automatically switch over. But the gimmick of starting the show without any commercials probably was a big benefit as well, too. You know, I do. I know you didn't like it. It didn't bother me at all. Like I said, it didn't bother me until the second hour, really, is where the the first hour may have taken a toll because I liked a lot of the stuff that was on there. But it was probably very valuable for them to do that. For all those people who do just, they don't use the guide. It's amazing what they have literally at their fingertips, and they will still go up and down on the remote until they find something that they like or they'll find whatever it is that they're looking for. So I guess it really was a benefit to have that thing on there, especially with how poorly it opened. Well, what I'm looking for is this break. Back in a moment
2: of River Live.
0: Hello. You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo! I bet that would scare the heck out of you. <laughs> but seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra 600 you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744.
6: How is
3: your car payment treating you?
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com, Sports Byline, Twitch, YouTube, American Forces Network, TuneIn Radio, available to more folks than the 18... Anyway... All right, so let's uh, let's talk about this Dynamite show. And listen, blokes, yeah, I missed something here and there, but I do a show with Vinny every Thursday night, and we spend 90 minutes talking about these two shows. So I'll get to it, bros. But uh, we opened up with a um, – I don't want to call it a Raw segment, but it's what Raw does. MJF came out with uh, his whole crew and the usual – you know, no respect for Wardlow. Fans are chanting for Wardlow. He's bragging, of course, that he beat CM Punk twice in Chicago. And, of course, CM Punk comes out, and he wants a match. And, long story short, MGF says, listen, we're going to do a match tonight. It'll be you and a partner of your choosing, who cannot be Sting or Darby Allen. And if you and your partner can beat FTR, you can have a rematch with me anytime, any place." And they set it up for later in the show, which may have been the first time ever that they did an opening segment to set up a match on the same show. And as Mike noted, this is a, this is a WWE trope, but doing something rarely, oh, there's very few things that if you do it rarely, aren't fine. The issue is when you do them all the time. So I thought this was a fun segment. I thought that it led to a fun match. I had no problem with it. Andrade, Sting, and Darby have their meeting. He can't get this little kid. A little kid, Darby, notes that he wants the TNT title, but so does Andrade. Dave seems to think this is a build to them just both being in the ladder match. I feel like they've been building this up for like four or five weeks. There has to be a singles match coming. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm getting out of this. Wardlow beat The Blade. For reasons unknown, they put in time... The only thing the fans want to see from Wardlow right now is the symphony. And him selling for the Blade through a commercial break. I mean, this this crowd was dead until he hit that first powerbomb. Then he powerbombed him four times, was a superstar, and pinned him and won. And that was the end of that. We had the Inner Circle team meeting. And there are issues with Santana and Ortiz. They're upset with Jericho. They want to go off on their own. They get bantering back and forth. And uh, Sammy's all upset that nobody can get along, and so he throws down his jacket and says, if you guys can't get your stuff together, I'm out of here. And he walks out. And then they set up next week. It is Santana and Ortiz against Jericho and Jake Hager. They're going to settle this with their fists. So it looks like the inner circle, after like three years, it appears to be setting up to disband. We had the debut of Switchblade J. White. Uh, they set up uh, the Rapongi vice versus Young Bucks match. It was scheduled for several weeks ago, but was uh, postponed because Rocky Romero got COVID. He's ready to go. They're doing the match on Friday on Rampage. And Switchblade is going to be there. And as noted, this was like a last-minute thing that they came up with on Sunday. So hopefully he has matches. Hopefully they do something with him. But I'm not sure to the extent or to what extent he's going to be doing anything in... Uh, It's all over Impact Show. Keith Lee beat Isaiah Cassidy. We talked about this match. It was awesome. And then he killed both guys afterwards and just, I mean, this was one of those deals where uh, Tony Khan, you know, he's talking about how when he was a kid, for some of you older guys that want to feel even older, when he was a kid, him and all of his friends at school were trying to figure out who the higher power was going to be. And they were so disappointed when it turned out to be Vince you didn't want people disappointed. and I don't know about the viewing audience, but at home, nobody was disappointed by Keith Lee showing up and killing Isaiah Cassidy. Punk's partner ended up being John Moxley. They beat FTR. I thought this match was great. FTR's a great team. They got heat on Punk. They got heat on Moxley. I mean, they did such a good job with near falls. I thought they were going to beat CM Punk a second week in a row to keep him away from MJF for a while. But they didn't. And CM Punk hit the GTS and uh, got the pin. So he gets to pick the match anytime, anywhere at the Revolution pay-per-view to face MJF. Jade Cargill and AQA. Holy smokes. Not good at all. It's former Zeta Ramirez from NXT, trained by Booker T. I don't know what happened here, but he uh, was bad. Jade was, like, you know. It takes a while to be able to maintain your composure when things go wrong. She's only had 26 matches. She could not maintain her composure. She was so mad during this match and when the match was over. It's so one of those deals where she wins and she's just, like, angry. Which, you know, in real life, she just beat this one. What's she angry about? Well, she's angry because her ref was calling spots and the match still went awry. We had the five minute rookie challenge. Serena Deeb and Katie Arquette. It was just quick. Serena Beater. I think everyone can probably see where this is going. Rampage Friday. No spoilers. Young Bucks. No spoilers. Young Bucks versus Rapongi Vice. Hook versus Blake Lee. Britt Baker versus Robin Renegade. <laughs> and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus against the Gun Club for the tag titles. But I won't spoil it for anybody. Tune in Friday night. By the Robin way. Robin Renegade? By the way, I uh, I know people think I'm, like, making fun of all of this and, you know. I don't mind what? at all that I know who's going to win Every match in AEW, 95% of the time. It doesn't bother me. In fact, I like it because that means it makes sense! But I know some people, they don't want their spoilers, so I won't spoil the show. And finally, I thought this match was great. Hangman Page and Lance Archer in a Texas death match. If blood ain't your thing, you know, go watch NXT 2.0. These two blokes, I mean... They got thrown through glass. They got busted open. They're bleeding everywhere. They're using all of the gimmicks, and uh, I mean the story of the match was so simple. Out comes uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, and uh, why do I? Oh, Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert. I think his name. I don't know. But anyway, he comes out and he takes off the top rope because Hangman's finish is the buckshot. You must use the top rope to spring in. Unless you're like Masquerita Sagrada. So the top rope is unscrewed. They just beat the stuffing out of each other. They pound on each other. Uh, they And it was not boring. Some Texas death matches because of the slow count can be boring. But like this ref was doing a normal 10 count. So I was never bored during this match. And finally at the end, the referee ends up bent forward. Hangman does the springboard over the back of the referee. Hits the buckshot. They both tumble over the middle rope because there's no top rope, and they crash through two tables outside. These fans went nuts for this spot, and it was awesome. And Hangman gets to his feet. He's the winner. He didn't look weak. He looked like a champion. The place goes crazy for the guy. And then they had Adam Cole come out and, and uh, issue the challenge for the championship match, which begs the question why he lost to Orange Cassie. But that's another man entirely. I thought the match was great. I thought the finish was awesome. I thought both guys looked good. You know, Lance Archer lost, but he looked like a monster. He looked like a murder hawk monster. Hangman beat him because he's the champ, but it was a tough road to hoe. I loved it. Great show.
5: Yeah, from top to bottom, it was a great show. And I don't know if there's, you know, what you want to touch on, you know, coming away from it. You know there are lots of different things. You know who's Serena Deep? Who's going to be that person that
2: comes in? Is this a good time to
5: bring? Would that be Athena? Could Would be Ember that Moon. Be a nice time.
2: Well, that's everyone yeah, keeps yeah. saying Athena, so I'm trying to help you all out. It's Ember Moon. Is when Dave and Mike are talking about Athena. That's what we're talking about. Just helping out here. Wow, you really
5: helped out. Thanks a lot for that.
2: Well, so, you know, um, I did hear all day yesterday when when Dave did Observer Radio and kept mentioning Athena, but never said who Athena was. And so I got flooded with people saying, Can you tell us who Athena is next time? Well, now I'm telling you. Ember Moon. The former Ember Moon. Athena. That's who it is. It's not Zeta Ramirez. It's not Orange Cassidy either. You just want to go ahead and tackle that now? No, nah, I'm over it. I just don't get it. Like, why couldn't you wait to do that match where you beat Orange Cassidy? He's challenging for the title in three weeks! He was undefeated. He'd never been beaten. I don't care what the record says. I saw him lose in front of my own two eyes.
5: Well, the crazy part. And Orange ain't even on the show
2: afterwards.
5: The crazy part there for me was you could have did the exact same ending, but it's actually because they're both crashing down into unconsciousness that Adam Cole wasn't the one that actually would have his arm over Orange Cassidy and you know, Orange would have lost nothing. You know, people would have saw he was the one that actually caused was going through this to cause Adam Cole the harm. And it just so happened that the way they flopped Cole was the one who got the cheap victory. And I, yeah. And I don't think it you know it's not the end of the world. You know, people are making a big deal out of it and making a big football out of it and wanting to, to fight over it. It's really not that big of a deal, but, when you do have Cole going for it when he is undefeated, it doesn't make much sense I mean, sixty five beats per minute.
2: Go ahead, what's up? They wanted me to check my heart rate. oh go ahead
5: no that was that was it That was it.
2: Yeah, they could have done that, or they could have not done the match when they did it or they could have i just I'm flabbergasted. but what's done is done now they do everything they can to build up Adam Cole for three weeks. It's a great promo. I love Adam Cole. I just don't get it. It's okay to not get something in AEW, everybody. It's okay to be critical of the product every now and then. All I hear is I'm paid by AEW, and then I do a criticism, and then I really get it. No, not every I can't now and win and then. for losing.
5: Not every now and then. When they when you feel as though they deserve to be criticized, you don't have to parse it out and go, well, I haven't criticized them in a while. Now it's really time to jump on them. No, it's it's... I you know people are going to be the way they are about their thing so
2: it is what it is and no I'm not running for Congress I always love when people, wrestling fans when people when people have... disagree with me and then they come up with like this the stupidest argument and this person goes Britt lost to Rosa in the lights out match and how did that work out what what how does that have anything? Was Britt challenging for the title four weeks after that match with Thunder Rosa? No, she was the champion. And they're going to use all of that to build up a match with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa at this next pay-per-view. That's what they're going to do. Now, w- would I have had Thunder Rosa beat her in an unsanctioned match and then not do anything with her for a year? Well, no, I wouldn't have. But that's a completely, totally different argument and a completely, totally different scenario. They do, they do. My point is this, everybody. They do such a good job protecting people and making them into stars, okay? They almost never do a job, and when the big stars do a job, there's a point to them doing that job. In this case, I don't understand the point of Adam Cole losing to Orange Cassidy. If Adam Cole lost to Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy is now going to be challenging for the TNT title the next week, fine, you got to win over Adam Cole, and now he's challenging— he vanished after beating Adam. I haven't seen the guy since he beat Adam Cole. Meanwhile the loser Adam Cole is now the is in contention for a title four weeks later. I don't get it yeah, I don't if you're me, fine with it fine I don't get it. No to me you did
5: not I have to put a happy face at the end of that story between them and best friends if that's what it was which obviously was because Cole's on something else to me didn't. That wasn't the send the home fans home happy thing. I think they would already been happy. And, again, Cole getting that cheap thing and going on to get that victory, to me, pro-wrestling-wise, that's the way I would have booked it and it makes more sense that way. Although, again, I don't know, What does Cole win the title all of a sudden from Adam Page and now Orange Cassidy gets a shot? You know, again, what do you do
2: with it? we go to a break. Observer Live.
0: That's 800-905-7186.
3: Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income,
0: that's 800-760-1845. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800 693 8290. 800 693 8290. 800 693 8290. That's 800 693 8290.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: It's only a small number of nerds, but uh, incredibly, the Twitch chat was just dumber during that break than the YouTube chat. So YouTube, you get the prize today. You get the gold ring. I love when I can make it shine like that. Maybe that's why it's been out of focus. It's trying to focus on my ring. I think that's the problem. Yes, Britt Baker lost to Thunder Rose and then became women's champion shortly thereafter. Okay, yes. She lost, won the title two months later to set up a future feud with someone who had beaten her in an unsanctioned match that's going to be taking place in three months. So, do you believe that Adam Cole is going to win the title from Hangman and then feud with Orange Cassidy? Because that is what we're talking about here. That would be the actual scenario that would be, relate to this Britt Baker Thunder Rosa thing. I don't think that's happening. Again, it didn't. It just dare have I be to critical?
5: Be, I, I just, it's not even being critical. It's just it's a, it's a difference of opinion, and I'm still a little bit more old school, I guess. When you have somebody going after that championship why present a banana peel if that person that is beating them is not going to get a first crack at that title or be in that first mix for that title for that person? And it comes down to, I don't believe Adam Cole is winning. So, again, I could be dead wrong. Maybe he beats Hangman and he goes and defends against Orange Cassidy. But to me, that's the only way that really would have worked. Again, you didn't need a big smiley face to end that feud. You needed, to me, Adam Cole to go out on top.
2: All right. Looks like dynamite last night. one point one two nine million viewers and a 0. .41 in eighteen to forty nine. That number crushing the raw show on Sci Fi, but we expected that. So uh, I'll figure these out, and get them up on my Twitter at Brian Alvarez here in a moment. I want to thank everybody for listening here today, tonight, nine Pacific, midnight Eastern. Vinny and I, AW and NXT, check it out. Thanks, Mike, as always, callers and listeners. YouTube, top tier. And the uh, Switch homies. Talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.